Welcome to episode 402 of Paranoid School Rock Show. My name's Armitage and it's Wednesday the 15th of October. A peak, not a trough. Children runs down on my cheeks Why my heart's getting hot to beat The throat's so dry and I got some shakes Again, morning, again, headache Again, morning, again Now, the enormity of seeing the Nomads and Sartor on the same bill in England was somewhat diminished when I was syncing my iPod, only to discover that it was now 3.86 gigabytes over capacity, and I had to choose which songs, albums to untick. I'd like to have my entire record collection, good and bad, available to me at a click of a wheel. Mind you saying that, bad doesn't usually make it that far as a brief reference point for the squirrel, maybe. But take the new Paul Diano live CD, the Beast Arises, a set comprising of all maiden songs, apart from the Ramones Blitz Creep off the encore. For me, the first two Iron Maiden albums are their best. Bruce Dickinson may be the better singer, but Diano had that edge, that danger, whilst Bruce seemed safe and reliable. I mean, let's face it, hearing that Paul was the pilot of your plane wouldn't exactly fill you with confidence, with many calls to loved ones swiftly following that announcement. But the beast arises, sullies the time Paul spent with Maiden. He growls, he huffs, he puffs, and like a the big bad wolf, he doesn't actually blow the House of Bricks down. A few years ago, he said that he was retiring, only to clarify later that he was retiring the Maiden songs from his life set, which is fair enough. No musician wishes only to be known for a small body of their work. So I honestly can't see the point of this release, with Diano selling his Maiden publishing rights to Iron Maiden Holdings years ago, the only money due to him from this would be uh, very limited and small. Hardly seems worth the effort, and it seems to have done him no favours in my book. Hello, Paco! How you doing? Are you ready for some British heavy metal?
in my iTunes is one of the ones that has been unticked. Not deleted, you understand, as you never know when you might need it. To give Paul Giano his dues, I am looking forward to hearing new studio material and the fence sitting in me says that live album isn't as bad as I make out. I just think his dism and distant past should be left there. Right, on to bands in question. When I phoned the squirrel and told her that the Nomads were once again booked to play the pipeline and were bringing Sartor with them for their debut UK gig, I could hear her jaw hit the floor, swiftly followed by the rest of her body. For those of you who are unaware, musically challenged, living under rock, or all of the above, Sartor are Swedish. Sartor doesn't actually mean anything in Swedish, but in Hungarian it means tent. The band comprised of Kent Norberg, Chips Kespi, Hickey Karenki, Michael Sullen and... Hans Glufford, but it's obviously not pronounced like that. And fact fans, one of Kent's pre-Saltor bands was called By Six, which we all know is the catalogue number of the Dan's new Rose 7-inch single. You've all heard Chip Kesby handiwork on this podcast over the years, as producer to, amongst others, The Helicopters, and most recently, Crucified Barber's new album, In the Red. The Squirrel was hoping that Chips will be at the Crucified Barber gig the day after at the Dome in Tuffnell Park. But unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your point of view and who you are, he wasn't. The posters had Sartor as the headlining act, but the word round the campfire was that surely the Nomads would close the evening, having a much higher UK profile, with Sartor pretty much in an unknown quantity. But chatting to lead Nomad Nick, it turns out, and I quote, for various reasons, unquote, the Nomads were first on, well, second as Alcatraz, not the Graham Bonnet Alcatraz, this one has one less said with a K instead of a C, were actually on first. The Nomads played for just under an hour, taking us through 19 choice cuts of their career, including the Dictator's Pent, 16 Forever. Newer songs from the band's last full length, Solna, and the EP that followed it, all sat well with all the classics. And with a rather large, pleasing and justified crowd, I did wonder if the running order, in hindsight, would have been viewed as a mistake.
on chips. Do we have another guitar? That's <laughs> actually the first string that has breaks in about a couple of years' time.
soon we're going to celebrate significant birthdays. So this one goes out to Ian Hatton, Dee Backel, Lena Cecilia Dolman.
one of bands like Sartor who are really quite big and have been going for a quarter of a century in their native country play away from home normally faced with a dilemma what do they play classic tracks interspersed with material from the latest album or lean heavily on the new album with a couple of classics as the encore fortunately the band opted for the former with Swedes outnumbering the Brits in the audience it really did feel like we were watching them in Stockholm even the pipeline is owned and run by a Swedish expat their set didn't go without incident, namely Chip's guitar at one point going horribly out of tune. And like the Ramones clip from that CBGB's footage, Chip's and Kent arguing about what the encore should be. I bumped into Honest John Plain in the bar beforehand and asked if he was going to get up and play TCP, assuming with the Nomads, well they have covered it. He said yes, but in actual fact it's with, with Sartor, where he also did the first time with them. It was a great evening, a shame that no journalists were there to witness it and then report it. Maybe I'll have to do it. Until Saturday, when Crucify Barbara are front and centre, they were loud. Very loud. Setting the loudest concert I think I've ever been to. The loudest being Motorhead at the Assembly Halls in Worthing in about 1989. Anyway, until then, take it easy. Took us 25 years to get here.
charming, isn't it? This one's called No Reason.
the tune to control. We only have one guitar tuner in the band, sort of a low budget thing. <laughs> Oh, we all have a, a lot of these gadgets there on stage, you know, boxes and everything. The only thing wrong with all these boxes is you just stand on them, right? That's what we're doing. Bloody hell. The song... It's next song, actually. Oh, it's Next song. It's about the Ramones. It's a sad song. It's called Goodbye Joe. When I wrote it, they all died like that. So I had to rewrite it three times. And now even Thomas died. So I, I don't know how I can squeeze in the lyrics. But I'll do my best.
We're going to bring up a guest here. The, the most important band for us. The reason I met this guy is just because we, we both lo love that band. So it's a great honor for us to introduce Honest John Plain.
Jackson. We lost the power. I'm not talking abusively here. I'm talking power. I know you do, baby.
We don't have much time. How much time do we have left? What time is it? Play like, like ten songs more. Ten songs more, yeah. About twelve minutes. That is. Two more. 
about Scandinavians and alcohol and stuff. It's all true. Here's a song about drinking.
about my life. This will be the title of the book. It's called I'd Rather Drink Than Talk. Chips. You can. 